for me, curiosity is, I don't know, it's such a wonderful tool of, of growth, of spiritual practice, of um, just like how to, I don't know, live life better. <laughs> I guess I'll put it that way. Of course, you know, here I'm going to talk about curiosity in relation to our emotional life, our emotions. But I just wanted to say that. Um, and again, I, I think we're we're a diverse group here. And so probably we have a diverse relationship to curiosity. And maybe I'm just a late bloomer in this. I don't know. But, um, you know, curiosity wasn't a, a strong practice for me. Um until probably about 10 years ago. I mean, I think we're all curious in some way, but maybe I'll describe the kind of curiosity that um, I'd love for us to open our minds to uh, today um, and, and kind of deepen that, even the meaning of what that means for us, possibly. Um, so for me, initially, I think I related to curiosity as a form of a question, as a way to... Um, it wasn't like, um, it wasn't really a practice for me initially. I think my initial relationship to curiosity was more, um, when I liked something, like when something piqued my interest or I wanted to pursue it or, um, or it was just a little weird, <laughs> right. Then I would become more curious about it. There's be this natural, I guess let's call that natural curiosity, a natural curiosity that would, that would arise this sense of, Okay, what is that? I I want to know more about that. Or who is that? I want to know more about them. Or, you know, I was a musician for a lot of years. So being curious about different kinds of music and different ways to um, connect with my instrument. Um, yeah, through different methodologies. And then, of course, you know, meeting the Dharma, meeting meditation, we all get curious about that. And that's why we're all here, essentially, is we were curious about exploring our minds, exploring our bodies through meditation. And then... I think there's this element of where we can take that initial curiosity, which I think is part of our human nature, and we can make it um, a real kind of, we can lean into it. We can make it a really strong part of our spiritual path. We can make it a really strong part of our meditation practice and our life and how we explore our life. So like I said, maybe some of you, this is kind of, you know, not so groundbreaking news to you. For me, I, it took some time to adjust and just recognize how vital and how um, important it is to my process of uncovering a new relationship to my emotions through um, active curiosity. So we have natural curiosity, which just might come up for things we like, or, oh, I heard about that restaurant, my friend, just, let, let's try that, like those kinds of you know, we're, we're actually, what it is, this is actually just attachment, but let's leave that aside for a second. Let's just call it natural curiosity. Um, and then there's active curiosity, where we start to take an interest in things that we don't necessarily have an interest in naturally, or we don't necessarily like uh, on face uh, value, but we start to be interested in a deeper exploration or deeper relationship to those things. And opening up a process of curiosity towards those via courage, uh, meaning courage, we, it takes courage to even open up a process, right? But once we open it, it's this process of um, leaping into the unknown, 
Um, it's a process of working with uncertainty. It's a process, in, in my point of view, of actually needing to develop more somatic awareness. And um, we can use the word interceptive awareness coming from Western psychology, which is just the amount of awareness we actually have about our felt experience. And again, we're all at different levels with that. As I said, I was a pretty late bloomer to even that. So it's taken me many years of focusing on that in meditation to have more interceptive awareness uh, or awareness of my felt experience. And so here, what I'm advocating for is an active curiosity in our feeling world, an active curiosity in our emotions, including those that are stressful or uncomfortable. This takes a lot of courage. Um, it's not something we would immediately think, oh, I'm going to do that, <laughs> you know, or, or um, oh, yeah, that's going to work. You know, it's, it's actually quite counterintuitive because when we look at our life, what do we do? You know, I, I know what I do. So this is more of a question for you. Is this true for you? We tend to, most of us tend to turn away from or move away from what's uncomfortable and we tend to promote and or seek what's comfortable. It's sort of like sometimes we come to meditation with the assumption that meditation is going to make us more comfortable. And this is exactly the mentality that's gotten us into trouble so far because it's caused us to distance ourselves from our feeling world for a lot of us, myself included. And it, it actually um, creates a circumstance where we're less curious. We're less curious about the motion. Instead, we're just like, you know, give me the pill, basically, right? And again, there's no fault in us for this. Actually, in a way, I would say it's our inner basic goodness that's seeking that, right? But just because it's our inner basic goodness that's seeking more happiness, well-being, and, and you know, freedom from suffering, it doesn't mean we can't be confused about the, the means, right, of what we're seeking to remedy that. So, Curiosity for me, it, and, and that's why I'm, I'm just sharing my own experience around it, but curiosity for me, it's, it's one of those tools, it's one of those ways of living life and promoting a way of active curiosity with things that is definitely uncomfortable, but it's definitely started to remedy the binary of either becoming and becoming overwhelmed by our uncomfortable emotions um, or rejecting them, suppressing them. And, and I include remedying them in that in that binary right even though i want to put one caveat there we sometimes need to remedy them right just like you know we need to take medicine sometimes we can't always expect like the perfect you know <laughs> practice so it's okay to remedy like you know it's it's not a terrible thing but if we're only remedying and we're not willing to be more actively curious and open to our emotions we're not going to grow you know we're going to stay stagnant so that's essentially what I'm saying. So what I'm advocating here and what I'm sharing is a process of curiosity, entering a process of curiosity. And of course, when we bring it down to earth, when we bring it down into the, the ground and soil of our life, God, our relationships, you know, our partnerships, our relationships with our kids, um, our relationships with our parents, if they're still alive, you know, our siblings, our neighbors, our coworkers, because this is where all the stuff shows up the most. You know, we put so much energy. If we, if we, if we take in a lot of media, a lot of our energy goes into these things we actually have very little control of. 
you know but what's happening in the soil in the ground of our of our of our daily life and how can we and how can we start to apply more active curiosity to that and this is not easy especially when we're in a disagreement with someone or we're having um a strong emotional reaction to something or someone but we have to start somewhere we have to start asking questions Another way to think of this, um, and this is um, a term, I'm not sure if she made this up, but it's a term from one of my friends, Elizabeth Mattis Namgill. And, you know, she wrote a whole book about it, The Power of an Open Question. But I just like this term, open question or open questions. And I started, to, you know, with her permission, kind of, you know, share this idea of living from open questions, which is another way to talk about curiosity, right? How do we live from open questions? And you all can develop your own ways to do this. And of course, there can be a conceptual, more cognitive way to do this, where we literally ask a specific question. You know, for me, it's often like it, they're, they're more, they're not, they're open in the sense that they're more like, oh, I wonder why that person is reacting that way. So the point here is how do we open up more curiosity? How do we open up more open questions? And when we commit to an active practice of that, um, it's like that'll start to happen. I don't need to make those for you, I think. I'm just giving you some examples of how I work with it. But that'll start to happen. And then how do we do that on the level of embodiment in meditation? How do we do that on the level of emotions? Because, of course, we can ask conceptual questions of our emotions. I think that's mostly what we do. Why is this happening to me? What did my mom do wrong to me that made this sort of, you know, experience happen? Again, I don't mean to belittle that, but but I think we can see where our mind goes. We start to try to figure it out, right? Now, there's room to figure it out. Um, I, a lot of us are, you know, we're very educated, intelligent people here. And so we can figure it out. We can figure out, oh, yeah, of course, like this situation happened and that. But I just want to ask this question as a as an open question you can work with uh, as a form of active curiosity did that necessarily help your relationship to the emotion so to be more specific knowing why something is arising like the outer circumstances of that maybe the habitual patterns that developed from a young age and and, and maybe trauma or whatever did that change your relationship to the emotion necessarily or, or did it heal it? Did it open it? Now, for some of us, we could say, yeah, it did change it, right? In, in some ways, I think knowing critically why something is offers a form of safety for some of us. That, that's, that's my safe zone uh, most of my life. And yet, there's a whole other area that we don't feel safe in, which is actually feeling the feeling, right? Which is actually letting be and allowing the energy to be super intense and strong, but starting to, how do you say, open up a new relationship to that, open up a curiosity or active curiosity to what that energy is, right? Without thinking about that, without trying to critique it and or analyze it. So again, we're all different. I'm just sharing obviously some of my methodologies, but I find you know, most of us are, are chronic overthinkers in the modern West. We're taught that way. We're educated that way. It's part of the milieu of how we form our reality, how we feel safe, uh, some of us. And again, 
I don't want to say everyone, but I would say the majority of people I meet in meditation, this is one of our habitual patterns. And so along with opening up more open questions and active curiosity with our thinking mind, which is positive, we also can start to develop and open up active curiosity and openness with our bodies, with our emotions, with the qualities of energy. And how do we do that without it becoming a critique from the thinking mind down, right? So from, from head down to body, even though the head is part of the body, but you know what I mean, just as a metaphor, how do we develop a relationship to the language of the feeling world where we don't have to use thinking analysis to understand it, to know it, and of course, more importantly, how to open up new relationships to it, 